Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We had a last-minute postponement, so tonight uh, our scenario is a one-shot, uh, which has the working title Metatron. Metatron, sorry. It's really a half-formed idea that I've discussed with a friend who goes by the initials CRY, and there is nothing written down but a few notes. So fingers crossed. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. The small seaside city, San Damiel, sits on the Pacific Ocean between Los Angeles and San Francisco. There's not a lot of heinous crime, and the homicide department of San Damiel's police department is fairly small. But they have the latest equipment. It's May 7th, 2017, and police chief Kowalski has called his three homicide officers into the office. Uh, hey folks, so I've got what the the other officers are reporting is really a gruesome murder, homicide. Um, it's up in the Palisades uh, on uh, Clinton Street. And uh, here's the address. Uh, the, the owner of the house was the Pauly family, uh, Mr. and Mrs. They didn't seem to have any kids. Um, it's uh, pretty gruesome. See what you can figure out. It's, it's both the couple that are killed? Yes. And their, right. their name again? I didn't quite catch it. Paul. Pauly? Mr. and Mrs. Pauly. Pauly. Thank you. And I suppose we'll find out more when we get there. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a couple of officers uh, have to take a break because uh, they said it's pretty disgusting. Oh, boy. I, I suppose we'll know when we get there how much puke there is. So you guys probably all just take one car. And, uh, uh, you have to drive across town and then up into the Palisades. Um, these are cliffs overhanging the ocean, uh, and these are fairly wealthy families that live up in this area. Uh, there's uh, other police cars. It's obviously which house it is. And, uh, a few of the officers are sitting outside uh, like they don't want to go back in. They're, they're a little green. What time of day is it? Uh, it's uh, probably about uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Okay. Um, I sort of saunter up to the officers. That bad, huh? Oh, you, you have no idea. Weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. What do you want? What, sorry. What can you tell us? Uh, it's, I don't even know how to. Uh, well, just uh, where's the damage? We can go take a look for ourselves. You can't miss it. Can't it miss no. it. All right, I'll, I'll walk in. All right, All Bishop, right. you might want to hold your nose. So you go in, and surprisingly, as you're going in, there's not a tremendous amount of smell. There's, uh, you can of course smell blood. And uh, maybe vaguely, you know, feces, but it doesn't smell like, um, like it's been decaying. 
for a long time. Um, you go inside and uh, in the living room, uh, I, I'll just have to describe it. You, you take this all in in one big shot, but um, the two of them are on the couch, man and woman. There is blood splattered everywhere in the room, ceiling, walls. The television is exploded, uh, and there are glass shards everywhere. But the most bizarre thing is it almost looks like the two bodies have been semi-fused together. Um, his head is actually penetrating into her chest um, as if he was thrown hard enough to actually go into her body. Um, and that's what you see at the moment. It's, it's horrific. Um, I, I, I think you can all do sanity rolls, but if you fail, you're only going to lose one because you're homicide detectives. And 83 to start things off as a fail. Uh, take one. Yeah, that's a fail. But it's just one point anyway. Bad enough, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Smith, how is that even? I, I have to take a closer look. I, yeah, uh, so... Keeper, how are they dressed? Um, they're dressed in what look like like you would wear in the morning, like pajamas. They had gotten up, and uh, they hadn't gotten dressed dressed yet. All right, no no shoes, uh, slippers. So even though it looks like he was thrust into her, it also looks like they were sitting next to each other. Uh, maybe, or he was in front of her. And it's just gotten thrown onto the couch. All right. And so the couch is soaked. Um, all right. So I want to I want to ascertain a rough estimate of the time of death on the bodies and uh, the blood. I mean, there's so much blood in here. Like, yeah. Um, you do your forensic. Thirty-five on seventy-five is a hard success. Okay. Um, from the condition that you see, this can't be more than a few hours. Um, this is fresh. Uh, and that, that explains why there's not a tremendous amount of smell yet. Um, there's no decay. At least there's not, not enough time. Everything is very fresh. Uh, the oh. blood splatters are still wet. All right. And as far as the conditions of the bodies, does... Does the man, does Mr. Polly have like burn marks? Does he have, um, is his skull like show high impact or her, like her rib cage? Without, like, you're trying without, to judge what killed without, them exactly. Okay. If it was without doing an autopsy, without doing an, an autopsy, uh, just, you know, from super, superficially looking at it. And by the way, by now you've, you've brought, there's other people here taking photographs and, as soon as you can get evidence, collecting evidence. Um, there's, it, it looks like a number of projectiles 
hit both of them. They're about bullet sized, um, almost as if somebody had a machine gun and peppered the bodies. And um, those are directed in a spray that did the TV screen shatter and blast them? Uh, no, not exactly. Um, they seem to be coming from across the room. Um, so is there bullet holes on the wall behind the TV? Like, the, was the TV shattered by bullets? Yeah, there are but, not. So I'm going to actually go look at that TV. Like, does it look like it got shot and that's why it exploded? Or did like something? It, or did it appear like something inside blew up? Make sure it's unplugged. Yeah, I do that too. Do a uh, do a, a a spot hidden roll. Sixty six out of sixty. I am not having a good day right now. Do you want to spend any luck? Well, I do have eighty five, and it's only six points, so or seven points. But yeah, go ahead, um, Robin It's it looks like. The TV was hit with something uh, comparable to a sledgehammer, but it wasn't the screen that was hit. It was the side of the TV that was hit. And, and you can sort of think that whatever it was that, that sprayed them or, or hit them, whatever gunfire there was, came from the same area where the smashed in TV was hit. Are there bullet, are there shell casings? There's no shell casings on the floor. Okay, well, I'm gonna go hunting for bullets. Okay. I wanna know where the actual slugs wound up. Okay, you guys see me walk over to where the dented side of the TV is, and I'm like, right here, this is what blew up the TV. And I think, yeah, see, look at this, same direction. Now, to describe the room in general, um, it's a pretty ordinary room. This is a nice house. So there are bookcases and knickknacks and, you know, potted plants. And uh, um, it might have had pets or something, though you don't see any animals. Um, there's a kitchen that attaches to it, um, which looks like a very nice kitchen. There's blood splatters that go all the way into there. Uh, whatever the impact was, was pretty tremendous. And um, it looks like they had had breakfast and, you know, everything looks like everything, everything seems to have been perfectly normal right up until something happened. Do you have any luck finding the bullets? There are no bullets. Are there any impact holes other than on the couple and the television? There are not. The couch is intact. Uh, couch the, is blood, intact. the wall behind them is fine, except for their blood spatter. Right. At this point, the only thing you could think of is if somebody had a sharpened metal rod, maybe, and jammed them with it but this a is, bunch of times. Uh, how, the blood splatter, it's everywhere. How long? 
Um, How do they? Also... What's up, Smith? Uh, the, the, the injury is not uh, conducive to the, the, the splatter. There's, if you kill somebody in this way, there's blood doesn't get everywhere like this. Yeah, this doesn't look right. By the way, Keeper, where, since I know how the TV blew up, where did the glass pieces go? They, they went outward. Um, some of them are actually on the, the people. But, but, um, not, but they're not they didn't look like they flew with the they didn't flew with the velocity to make them jam okay. into their body. A question again about the bodies, the wounds in particular. Do they look like impact, like coming in, or do they look like something has bursted outwards? Outward. Uh, it looks like they are penetrating inward. Inwards. Okay. Hmm. So whatever it was that blew the TV up, as I'm looking at it, wasn't a big enough, an enough explosion to embed the glass in the bodies, but that could have helped with the I gesture to the, all the blood. But almost uh, on, on glance, it doesn't seem completely connected to the other part. Maybe there was somebody there that did both. But it could Where have been, is the... I was going to say, it almost seems like there could have been an explosion, but there's no burn marks of any kind. Or... It doesn't smell like fire either. Even it, doesn't the smell like, it doesn't smell like fire. Uh, so when you enter the house, there's a little foyer or whatever, and then the living room is the first major room and it attaches to the kitchen. Is that right? Right. What... So the door from the outside through the foyer in the living room, are they, is the couch and TV perpendicular to that door or parallel to it? Um, actually, I would say probably uh, perpendicular. The door is here. The couch is actually facing this way okay. into the room with the TV and stuff over here. So if I back up, what's the carpet like? Other than you're backing up towards, I'm trying to line up their bodies and the and the insult to the side of the TV to try to figure out what angle and distance something could have moved. Is it in? Is it? Do I have to? Would I have to go outside of the room? Like, is it too far away to go up, 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 or is it? No. And it's a you know this is a, it's a wealthy house, so it's a fairly large room as it is. Um, this is an entity in the bathroom. Alexa, stop. Don't talk while I'm playing my game. She knows better. Um, if, let's say that there was a person that did this. Right. If they were standing here, they would have, they would have been standing kind of in the corner of, of the room. They would have let's say blasted with some sort of javelin gun right and then somehow smashed the tv like that face the feet uh -huh. facing this way okay so that right so it's the tv is close to the point from which the angle of the projectiles or whatever originated yeah um I now yes 
I just walk over and I, I, I walk over and gesture. Yeah, I was thinking something like that too, but God, these holes. What was it you were thinking could possibly done this? A harpoon? No, the, the wounds aren't conducive to a harpoon. Um, the the, the, shape, a lot of flesh back the shape is so, wrong, right? Maybe, or but maybe. well, yeah, they're not they're not like a pointed harpoon. The weird thing is they don't go they go through the bodies, but they don't go into the couch or the wall. Yeah, because I mean, a, a harpoon, right? I mean, it 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 would go in, but if you pulled it back out, it would tear back. It, it would, would pull back on the body. But this is just like it's almost somebody just took like a thin rod and just went all the way through, very clean, and didn't damage multiple the times. Couch you count maybe it. fourteen or fifteen holes. Fifteen holes, uh, and they're about a finger. Yeah. Diameter. You know, if this were Encyclopedia Brown, somebody would have fired an ice gun into them. Uh, I don't think that's a real thing. But it's like there's a projectile that just went away, and and they were good. Their aim was great. They didn't hit the couch. They didn't hit the wall. They just hit people. But they they go clean through. I mean, there is an exit wound. They go all the way through. Are there in fact exit wounds? Yes. But no, but no damage to the couch. Were they placed here? Um, do your forensic roll on that one. This is a success. If they were dead and moved here, they would have had to have come from somewhere, and there, there's like no drag marks in blood coming into the room. Everything looks like they were on the couch sitting there when something possibly completely unexpected. They didn't seem to be cowering in fear or... Oh, well, it's just like he, he got up to like grab the remote or something and then all hell broke loose. Uh, I'd like to ask one of the people who's come in with us who the first responding officer was uh, and how long ago and what they've looked at. Like, has anybody gone through the house completely? Yeah, like signs of forced entry. Um, yeah. Yes, that's that's probably the first thing. Officer Officer Cork um, was the first one to arrive. A neighbor called. They'd heard a noise and they were concerned. Um, uh, when the cop got here, he couldn't, uh, there was no answer at the door. He looked through the window and saw that they were in that state and, uh, oh, broken, open the door. Um, they checked the whole house. They didn't find any point of egress. The door was locked. What All kind of a noise locked. did the neighbor hear? Yeah. The I'm neighbor curious. couldn't really describe it. They said it was almost like, a like a roar. But I mean, there's no, there was no evidence of gunfire. There's not even like the smell of gunpowder. Correct. Which would still be here by this time. A the roar. most smell there is is kind of ozone from the uh, electricity when the um, TV was smashed. I'm kind of looking at the bodies again. Um, is there anything I should notice about the spacing of the holes? They're not regular. 
Okay. They look rather random. Okay. Uh, okay. Obviously not something with claws then. They also don't you even though the two of them are kind of semi, like I say, fused together at this point, there's no place where the projectile went through both, both of, them, of them making the same hole. So whatever it was hit them before they yeah, so it wasn't the impact that killed them. Um, the in, like what? So is I'm going to I'm, I'm take these bodies uh, back to do an autopsy. Definitely. Uh, you, like I say, you have assistants here who will be collecting every little bit of evidence, every little thread. And there were no prints in the blood spatter on the carpet. There's no indication of. There are no paws, there are no human shoes. It's correct. The, the, so far, the, the, the other forensic assistants say that they found no, no foot fingerprints other than their fingerprints. And uh, if they, uh, the, all the 14 of the impact holes are on the same radius, it's not as though. He, you know, if you get shot and then you turn and you get shot again, the, you know, those holes don't line up. But all these line up as though it were a burst. Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, they might have just the impact of them might have turned. Maybe they didn't all impact at exactly the same moment. Mm -hmm. So there is some. Maybe there's some evidence to show that. You know, like if a person is, like you just said, if a person is shot and they're spinning, they're going to get hit at different angles. Um, but that, yeah, that, but not that, much. That would require a lot of force, though. But then again, gestures to fusion of bodies. You would need a lot of force to make this happen. Smith, do you want to, uh, before they get carted off, and after being photographed, obviously, you want to examine the connection between his head and her torso. Yeah, I, before it gets moved. Yeah, I wanted to do that. Another thing that I want to know, I mean, that's the question for the lab: is it, if all this blood around here is their blood? Take good samples for everything. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I want to examine that um, where the head has impacted. Um, uh, all right. I think without even without your forensics, you can tell that, and it's his head into her chest. Um, his skull is definitely fractured. Um, you can tell that easily enough. Um, her rib cage is fractured, um, really rather dramatically because it's almost as if his head was jammed somehow into her, into her torso. Um, but everything seems to be there. It's not like there's any body parts missing or organs missing. Now, if uh, Smith helped me out with this, uh, you don't really bruise after you die because nothing new is being pumped through those vessels. You have that. You have the bruising that happens when blood settles. But not, if if somebody smacked his head, how old are the pulleys? Were the pulleys? Maybe in their 
late 20s, early 30s. So if somebody, if something smacked his head into her chest, there wouldn't necessarily be a bruise on his face, but there would be, with this amount of force, there'd be structural damage on the side that got right. Forced, there, whatever, right? whatever impacted him would leave a mark for sure. If you grabbed a melon and slammed it into the wall, but you started off just cupping it, that side wouldn't be damaged though, right? Right. Are there any of the puncture wounds in their heads or are they torso only? Um, I would say that they're not, not, not necessarily, but it might just be that most of them hit here. There's one in maybe down as far as his, uh, his thigh going through, but mostly into his stomach, chest, and her Do, stomach and chest. Are they, yeah. and they're at, they're coming in at like different angles? Or are they no, all like on the same plane? It's pretty much on the same plane as if they were both sitting on the couch when this happened. Sitting on the couch, something hits them, and then something smashes his head under her chest. Uh, and the TV was plugged in. Is there any way to tell whether it was on when it blew up? Um, yes. Uh, the, 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 if there's a switch, the switch was on. Is there yeah. a remote on the coffee table? Yeah, there's a with their uh, It's on the floor, but it, the screen? Just, uh, I'm sorry, say that again. Yeah, just, there, there's just, a the remote. coffee table has... Uh, the remote has fallen on the floor, but yes, it was obviously on the coffee table at the time. Okay. Uh, so... Coffee mugs, or they leave those in the kitchen? Uh, no, those were both. Uh, they were they were drinking coffee, maybe on the couch. Uh, they're just knocked scene. off, knocked Watching... off by some sort. God, what a way to go! Watching your morning show, having your coffee, and suddenly this. Well, I guess I guess I think what uh what Bishop is trying to get at is. Were they watching anything, or were they about to start watching something? Mm. Is that what you were thinking, Maybe. Bishop? I'm not sure if it matters what they were it's, watching before they It's died. probably not. I don't know how you'd find that out. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Because it's electronics. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also, you know, it seems, I agree with you, of course, Mortensen, that it's a pretty grim way to go, but it, it, there's not really any indication that they were even surprised it kind of looks like they were having a completely domestic moment and then suddenly they were blasted by whatever from this corner i'm going to go and inspect the corner for you know check the walls out see if there's any markings or just anything that indicates something could have been there where this originated okay uh, there is like a, a book case. There's a mirror on the wall. Uh, there's a potted plant, like a, a like a Diffenbachia sitting on the floor, you know, with you know, sort of coming up about two feet. And um, those things are splattered, but it doesn't. Nothing looks unusual. It's typical home decor. They probably didn't even feel this happen to them. At that's so what I'm sudden, thinking. Never saw it coming. Which is 
remarkable given the extent of the damage that was done. I mean, to have such a like something that could do this, uh, someone or just right there in position. I mean, I don't, I don't know how something just happens like in a blink of an eye. If you ask me, at least what I'm thinking, I gesture to the other like entrance wounds and all that. Pretty sure. Now, granted, we're gonna need the autopsy doc, but it seems like whatever it was that got hit with that caused all these was enough to kill them right away, and they never knew the rest. Right, but I'm I'm more trying to figure out what could have possibly done this to them. So I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the because the spatter is so huge. Right, the impact was was very sudden and very violent, uh, and you know the uh, dummy dum dum bullets with the hollow tips, mm -hmm. like they're designed to, to because there's that yeah. you know air bubble in the front, they make the most pow. Right. But I'm wondering if there's something if we're not going to find tiny metal fragments or something well, like I mean, this was a projectile that that exploded. And so we're not saying a ball or, you know, or a casing because it's not a conventional weapon, right? But, but the problem with the hollow point, I mean, these, these are just so clean through the hollow point when they impact burst outwards, there wouldn't be this nice. Right. Full metal yeah. jacket would make a right. This a is an extra room. Yeah. Room. yeah. It, yeah. it looks like the guy shot with full metal jackets, but that no just, yeah. Yeah. Hollow points are messy. This is way too clean. The bullets in your in your gun are probably hollow points. I I sort of tap my I tap my my holster. These are messy. This is way too yeah. clean. We couldn't have done this. And and hollow points are illegal for regular people to purchase anyway. Only police can have them or military. So are AR-15. I mean, so are those gun kits that make anything into an AR-15. Legal isn't a problem, but lack of bullets and cordite is a problem. Uh, I'm going to uh, enjoy not looking at all this blood for a minute and have a walk around the house and see what I can figure out about the polys. Yeah, I'm maybe pull some booties on, but I assume it's after the kitchen. There is some blood everywhere. Are this are there stairs upstairs from the living room or is there another room that you have to go through to get stairs? No, there, is, there are stairs. They're kind of in the entrance area. Um, there is no blood splatters outside of that room, except maybe where there's an opening, like there's an opening to the kitchen. So there's splatters that that came in through the door, but not very many. Um, as you're walking around the rest of the house, the rooms seem completely normal. Um, uh, you look in their fridge, it's fully stocked. Um, looks like maybe they went shopping yesterday or the day before at the most. Um, garbage can is half full. Um, looks like they brushed their teeth that morning. Everything looks pretty normal. Their bed's not made, but then not everybody makes their bed when they get up first thing. There's laundry in the laundry hamper. Nothing seems unusual. Um, no, there's, there's also not, uh, a, 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 
there's not like any religious art. Um, some families have a lot of that and some have very little and they don't seem to have any, don't seem religious. Okay. Uh, and... the, they assume that they had an alarm system and it wasn't triggered. Correct. And they, they don't have like one of those little doorbells that like. The uh, ring, ring. ring doorbell. A ring doorbell. Um, I don't know. It's too a lot. Let's see, that's I never thought of that, but yeah, okay. They have a ring doorbell, and it, it there's nothing on it. So nobody they came to no the door. The first person to come to the door this morning was Officer Quirk. Yeah, this does not make any sense. Obviously, something was here, but here, then gone, and nothing picked it up. I wonder if any of the neighbors saw anything. I know, I know the one heard, but. Yeah, but you think someone would see something, especially if it's roaring. A lot of things sound like a roar, though. And in fact, if we're on the Palisades, doesn't the ocean roar a fair amount? So it was either really loud or. Really you're on the top of the cliffs. You're, you'd have to actually get go down the block. and Yeah, but you can probably hear the ocean. It's not that loud where you are. Uh, uh, is there a home office or two? Uh, yes, there is. Uh, um, is their computer password protected? Yes. Have to take that in and see what the last searches is, were. Is there is there password on a sticky note? It could be. <laughs> do a do a luck roll. <laughs> a nineteen is good. I got a 21 um, too, and Jen's got all the luck. And I've got we'll luck like crazy. <laughs> no, but you guys pass anywho. Yeah, we'll say that you guys, uh, in fact, when you get to the office, there's already another one of your assistants that's uh, figured it out and, and opened the, the files. It, it was a sticky note under the keyboard, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> how 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 can they be young people and be that tech illiterate? Good for us, anyway. What what'd you find? Um, nothing. I mean, they just family and friends and work stuff. Nobody's I guess he was a he was a the vice president of a, a little company in town. Um, Schaefer and Sons. I don't know. <laughs> no, no <laughs> like no, no threats, no threatening emails, no. phone calls, text messages. No, they seem to be perfectly normal. No research usual into how of, to make homemade bombs. Nothing. The usual like amount of porn, and uh, um, it looks like um, they've they've been married maybe four years. Young couple. Hmm. <sighs> Uh, they've talked to the neighbors. The neighbors say there's no, never had any complaints. Um, they see them come and go. Um, These houses are also, fairly. Go ahead. Uh, the desk has bills and receipts that they've kept and all that sort of stuff. And it's all, it looks like he, he keeps good records, you know, for taxes and whatever. Hmm. Nothing seems out of order here. What she does doesn't seem to be apparent. 
Maybe she just stays home. Well, maybe the neighbors could tell us. I mean, yeah, we're gonna want to talk to them, see if any of them saw or heard something. Okay. Or if anybody who's talked to the neighbors could talk to us, or we can go talk to the neighbors. I assume that the houses here are reasonably far apart, ten yards or more. Yeah, there's a yard around them and a yard in the backyard. And, they don't have um, any pets, dog, cat, fish. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's evidence that they like animals. I maybe there's a fish tank in the bedroom and. Uh, uh maybe uh you know maybe they had a dog um would have been a small dog um do a do a do a spot hidden whoever goes in the kitchen 53 is skirting by pass just barely a pass okay we'll say there's a um there's a paper bag uh that looks like it had stuff in it from a uh, pet store but there's no dog bowl no dog. for water or food. Yeah, we'll say there's a little dog bowl in the kitchen. But the dog is there seems a dog? to be missing. Yeah, no you have dog. An well, all right. So we've got a dog, or at least things for a dog, but no dog. Yeah, um, it, it should like be it, pretty easy to see if there's dog fur on some surface that is infrequently cleaned. Yeah, unless it's a, it, it, you, you do find something, it's probably short hair, not much of it. So it's a, it doesn't shed much, whatever it was. So the killer or killers, assuming human agency, which we have to, left the building with the dog and locked the door behind them. Does the door lock itself or do you have to use a key? It looks like on the inside, it's one of those turn he turns um but there's no there's no footprints or anything in the blood um this the corner with the plant in it from which the projectiles seem to originate that floor is bloody too no i mean they're just the splatters yeah much somebody less could splatters. have stood there without somebody could have stood there and not left well yeah there's there's not a silhouette right uh and aside from the dog bowl and stuff from the pet store, there's no other indication that there was an animal here. Not, not, not that's obvious. No. Not even Are like paw prints. Photos on it. Um. Well, let's say you find like a family family album in there somewhere. Uh, I mean, there might be a lot of pets along the way, uh, cats and dogs that may have existed at one time nope but yeah the the blood spatter is unmarked unmarked by paw correct is that the dog went first uh yeah and anything on the refrigerator uh same thing like pictures of pets pictures of anybody um, maybe there's a little picture of their dog looks like uh i will make it a dachshund since that would really leave a trail in the blood. Yeah. yeah. Leave a snake trail. Um, Smith, you got any better theory than the uh, super fast ice pellet? Whatever, I think it, whatever it was, um, it must have been, it couldn't have been a projectile. 
they couldn't control it. Um, the entry wound doesn't suggest such a thing. So I'm thinking this is closer to something like a like a tent pole or a tent stake, something very long, thin, metal, and sharp on one end that they've. But that would take time to kill them. From what we yeah, to tell. do it to do it so many. Uh, so many in so short a time without them reacting at all. Uh, it's like a jackhammer weapon that you hold sideways and go chunk, 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 which I don't think exists. No. Not to and, mention the fact that you have no place to be that doesn't have blood spatter behind it. Right. And then, that, and then of course, you know, as we said, we, we see that there should be an animal, but we have no... It, no sign that this animal even exists, aside from a few hairs and a dog bowl. Because you'd think that if, if it's humans were in the middle of being murdered, this dog would be yapping bloody murder, trying to attack whatever's killing his humans. Or or high, or cowering in fear, I don't know. But the dogs, whatever, whatever the dog was doing, it wasn't here and it wasn't present because there's also not a dog-shaped um, gap in the blood splatter either. Right. It's not like the dog was standing here. Got some on it. Okay. So, you guys spend another hour there going through stuff. Um, and the more you, you look, the more you, you information you gather, the more baffling this whole thing seems. Um, eventually, you go back to the office. Um, your, the crew stays there for a while. I mean, they literally pick up everything they can find. They move, uh, they move any evidence that has blood splatters on it into the uh, evidence locker. I don't know how that works, but they, they, they've got, they gathered all of your stuff. You do your autopsy, your forensics, and it's just baffling. It's as if something crazy and medieval happened to these people and left no trace that it actually did was there. Um, oh, yeah, it's like they got shut in an Iron Maiden and then dumped out. Or... You you talk to the, the uh, yeah, you talk to the neighbors. Uh, you talk to their family and friends. Uh, you talk to their business associates. Um, nothing seems like a murder has happened. It, it's, it's an unsolved case that gets sort of filed away and by then you've got other work to do and stuff that's mm -hmm. more important right that was on may 7th on may 29th you receive another uh incident to go out and uh, see a bizarre murder this one's worse they say than the one that you saw on may 7th um, gotta be kidding me. This one is in an apartment complex about three miles from the other, the, the one up in the Palisades. It's not on the Palisades, it's down below in a less fancy part of town. Uh, it's on the fifth story, the fifth floor of an apartment building. And when you get there, There is, once again, blood everywhere. But in this case, 
it looks like uh, the Garcia family, uh, mother, father, and three children, were sitting around the dinner table. And from the waist down, they are fairly normal. From the waist up, it looks like their bodies have exploded from the inside out, almost obliterating anything that's there. Their organs have been thrown out, their heads been shattered and splattered. Um, and dinner was laid out. And these don't have holes in them. What do you do? <laughs> Well, the sanity roll. Uh, sanity roll, first of yeah. all. Is an, o, an O2, apparently. This bothers me less than the other ones did. <laughs> 13. I'm 21. Good. Are we hardened or merely racist? Oh, you're, you're hardened. <laughs> uh, is there any other collateral damage? A television, a computer, a radio, an Alexa? There's, there's no television. The... Um, uh, it looks like uh, they had turned off their electronics. They were sitting there. Um, the chandelier above the, the table is broken. Um, it was completely blasted with their bodies when their bodies exploded. Um, um, and other than that, you don't really, you don't find anything unusual anymore. Um, they also look like they had pets. Um, in this case, uh, there's a large cage uh, that looks like maybe for a parrot. Uh, there's uh, uh, maybe, a, uh, maybe a chihuahua, uh, but the chihuahua is missing. And no bird. Missing. No bird. Right. And from the Pauli case, it was, you know, uh, the material collected showed that there was a dachshund and that dachshund was missing and that dachshund is not turned up. All Correct. of that is something that's been filed already. Correct. So aside from the cage and the evidence that there's, again, a dog here, no sign of animals at all. Correct. And this apartment, uh, it was a neighbor that called? Uh, yes. Did they hear a roar? They, they uh, heard, it sounded like all hell breaking loose over here, like something smashing. And in this case, there, are, there is collateral damage. There's, there's, it seems like there was something here in the dining room um, that did this. Um, uh, the television in the other place was smashed. In this case, it looks like the wall uh, next to the sliding glass door going out onto the balcony uh, is damaged. Can um, we find any connection between the Garcias and the Paulies? Do a spot hidden for me. Logan. 39 is a pass regular. Well, putting all this stuff together, and maybe this happens 
later, because this is another baffling, bizarre thing. You find um, a receipt from Russo's Pet Store. I'm sorry, I renamed it something. What did I name it? Uh, Navarro's Exotic Pets. Um, and you had you had discovered there was one of those on the desk. You didn't discover it right when we were playing, but as you got all the evidence in, there was also one from Navarro's Exotic Pets uh, in uh, downtown San Damio. Uh, this is the connection between the two uh, victims. Yeah. Dicks. Um. Two sets what do of I, Yeah. What do I get if I were to if I were to Google this place? Um, it's a well-established um, exotic pet store. Um, the first thing that you see when you go onto their website is a two-headed snake. Um, what and, in the world? And in big, gigantic, you know, letters, it was like you know, uh, uh, two-headed snake born at a pet store, uh, and there was a little San Damiel News report on it, and. It looks like they have, uh, they've got some notoriety, but the pet store itself has been there for about 30 years. Huh. Well, I think we swing by this pet store and see. It's like the only lead we got that connects these two. Yeah. I mean, okay, so they had fish upstairs, they had a dachshund. Maybe the fish are exotic and the parrots exotic. Well, the chihuahua is not exotic. I mean, the the fish were still there, weren't they? Yes. Okay, so so the fish were still there, but the dog was not. But the and parrot then, and the chihuahua were gone. Yes. And the parrot cage had, for example, recent droppings in it. it wasn't um, like they lost the parrot ten years ago and had moved moved the, the cage. Um, the, the parrot cage has, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, the parrot cage has fresh food and fresh newspaper and maybe only one or two droppings on it. The cage the itself door was looks fairly new. Yes, it was, yeah. it was open uh -huh. now, but uh, it, oh, it's, like, it's, it's wide open, but it looks fairly new. Like the, the receipt was a receipt for purchasing the parrot? The receipt was for purchasing um, a cage and some parrot food. And um, how long ago was that? Uh, uh, a week ago. And what was on the receipt found at the Polly's? Uh, on the, say so you have to go back to the office to find that. You find it. Right. It was also for parrot food. Wait a second. Logan, and how and how long before their deaths? About a week. week. I I come down waving the the receipt. Look at this. It's 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 from the Paulies. Why would they be buying parrot food? That's an excellent question. Well, I say we go to the pet store and get ourselves some answers. Mm -hmm. See who else has been buying a parrot? I mean, Eve, I like. I wonder if we should go in and buy, one of us should go in and buy parrot food and see if we get something else. 
Maybe it's a front. Could be, and, yeah. It is a front, but I mean, these... Uh, I mean, anybody else who's purchased parrot food from this place is likely next target, right? I mean, if this is going to repeat again. I'd rather not have my head explode into my kitchen wall, thank you. I mean, it doesn't have to be in your kitchen. It could be uh, anywhere else in your house. If, if, what I'm thinking is if Navarro is selling, I don't know, some kind of bad batch of meth, and they call it parrot feed, right? Because it's not like it's a magic parrot. It's right. Just, it's just something that's it's it's the it, the connection uh, is that these people, uh, one of whom doesn't own a parrot. Yeah, a toxicology report on the bodies of the polys. Were there any drugs in the no system? Drugs. And nothing with it, with the Garcias either, unless the parents are feeding it, it, it the kids too. Right. I mean, there wasn't much left of the Garcias. Right. There, you know what? I, you could say maybe in the in the Paulies, maybe there was marijuana. You know. Eh, I knew it. Big deal. Of course. California. Explosive free for madness. This explains <laughs> everything. <laughs> Case closed. Drug addicts. <laughs> you should have just said so. I'm going home. Good day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, we definitely need to look into whatever this parrot food is. All right. So you're going to head into town to Navarro's Exotic Pets. Um, did we find the Garcias the next day? Is that because they were having dinner, so I assume Navarro's pets would be closed that night. Are we, or are we just waiting until the next day? Oh yeah, you're probably waiting until the next day. Yeah. Um, Should we check out Navarro's pets though before they're open? Might not be a bad idea. All right. Yeah, check um, out the property records. Search warrant on you, the basis of. Uh, so the way yeah. this is situated is, um. Across the street from uh, where uh, where Navarro's is is uh, the San Damio Mall. It's it's a fairly large modern mall, um, and as a result, there are little uh, I don't know what you call them uh, open air complexes around the mall as well. There's some restaurants and things like that, and in the middle of one of those um, is this pet store. Uh, the pet store, like I said, it's been there about 30 years. Um, it's done up so that it looks kind of quaint. It's not just a, a hole in, in a storefront. It's actually got two doors coming in from, it's a big square building, one story okay. high, um, with all kinds of interesting things in the window. Uh, and when, are, are, this is you know, the night before that you're checking it out. Uh, there are security yeah. lights inside, and you can see that it's a fairly large store. It looks like they cover all kinds of pets. Mm -hmm. Family business, 30 years old. What was the recent thing that we learned? That they had a two-headed snake. Right. And how long ago right. was that? Uh, that looks like maybe last year. And they made local news and things. There are clips yeah. on YouTube of was a right, boa right. two-headed boa constrictor. Two-headed boa. Oof. Wonder how long it lived. 
you'd think that one of the heads would attack the other. They're not the brightest animals. No, they're not. When you, you saw the photograph, the heads were pretty close together. Mm. You know, they couldn't really bite each other. Mm. Some okay. It was something in the article that said that they, that, that although they only have one body, one throat, that they, they have a habit of feeding both heads because the one head gets angry if the other head doesn't get it. You know. Well, they're, uh, they're who, who owns this place these days? Um, it's in the Navarro family. They've, uh, okay. they've had it for 30 years. Okay. Is there a, is there a Chocho place around here to get a late night snack? Yeah, there's a there's this place called the Black Dragon. Dragon I'm quite Black Dragon. Dragon. Oh, really, yeah. really, really delicious. Um, yeah. Delicious. Let's get some of those skewers, the Black Dragon, and then come back here in the morning. Maybe meet tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. When it opens up. I could definitely go for Chocho. I don't know if they have the mermaid in there yet, but yeah. Mm. I um, think that's. I think that they had to stop that after some health department complaints. Yeah, I, I heard they had a mermaid swimming around in the tank back in the '90s, but it was a it's now it's a family friendly place. So bring your kids. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly family friendly. So you have some delicious chocho food, um, and somehow feel a little invigorated because this, this is one crazy. of the reasons I love San Daniel. It's a real melting pot. <laughs> um, so you're gonna wait until the next day. Yeah, there's nothing obviously skeevy about the place. We just saw that it's there, open. There are living things in it. It's like a nice know. family. And the and and the family that owns it. I mean, they have no criminal record. Nothing of like no no red flags at all. Okay, and they're 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 environmentally friendly. They don't they don't deal with people who steal parrots from other countries and sneak them in or lizards and bring them in. And there is a big business in that in California because uh, it's close enough to Mexico that people do Yeah. That. It is highly illegal. All right. Um, next morning comes, they open at, uh, we'll say, 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. Uh, that's kind of unusual. They open at 10 a.m. And uh, when you get there, the place is already pretty busy. It looks like there's a mom and pop that run it, uh, and maybe a son and daughter, and a couple of other employees because it's a fairly, fairly large place. Um, they have rows of lizards, rows of mice, rows of guinea pigs, rows of you know everything you'd think, including tropical fish and stuff like that. Uh, welcome to Russo's. What can I uh, can I help you with anything? Uh, Say yeah. It's the sun. Um. Hi there. I'm. A did we go in as a trio, or did we go in as a pair with a person eavesdropping? Sorry, just to retroact. We're not going to walk up as three cops, right? You're you're plain clothesmen. You don't dress as cops, so yeah, but we smell like them. And also, like two guys and a woman walking in and saying, "I would like to see your parents." You've got all the donut uh, crumbs in here. The donut crumbs and filled <laughs> we walk in with like, sweat. We 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 have an inquiry about two of your former customers. <laughs> what can you tell me about Mister and Mrs. Polly and the okay. Garcias? <laughs> yeah, 
get those crumbs out of your beard, Bishop. We we couldn't make the the uh, Duncan's run today. Think of it. Think of it as kind of like a pet smart. I'm I'm going to clean my glasses now. <laughs> it's such a habit. I'm, well, I'm having the opposite experience as somebody who had perfect vision until last year. I'm like, just like, what? Huh? Why can't I? I know it's such a weird sensation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, hi, I was. I'm in the market for a possibly a, a new member of the family, but I haven't quite made up, up my mind yet. Um, I was thinking a bird, perhaps, but I'm not entirely sure yet. Well, there's um, there's canaries, budgies, um, all all over there. Okay. Uh, um, what about anything larger? Like uh, parrots? Um, yeah, may- maybe a parrot. We don't usually carry large birds. We've got supplies for them, but um, oh, they really? they take a lot of you know a lot of room. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've heard. Um, so actually, well, come to think of it, since I can't get a parrot here, but what would be the type of parrot food you would suggest were I to pick one up, do you think? We'll take you over and show you. Uh, follow sure, me. that'd be great. So he takes you into the exotic bird section, and uh, uh, he says, uh, you know, we've got this section here, and he shows you, names off different kinds of birds, mm-hmm. what you would, you know, feed this or that. Um, they're mostly very similar, you know, the seeds mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, but you notice there's not, not a tremendous amount of stuff. He says, we don't, we don't get much in the way of, you know, parrot stuff. Right. Uh, what would you say is your most popular, uh, purchase of, of this sort, sort of thing? Would you think? What uh, you mean uh, like of this stuff? Yeah, like what gets bought? Well, I mean, it's funny. It's funny you would say that because we have sold, you know, in the in the last month we sold a bit of of parrot stuff. What's weird is the books on on raising parrots. Um, What sort of books? Can you show me? Yeah, and and he takes you over to the books, and he said, "I mean, we don't get that many, but we had two books on raising parrots, and they both got purchased in the last month." Really. Hmm, that's interesting. Like you said, you don't really deal in large birds, but then people come in here looking for that. Yeah. Um, was there anything in particular about these books that they might have won, or, is, or are these just general how, parrot owning 101? Um, well, they're for the larger parrots, like macaws. And uh, okay. you know, the ones that you see, uh, like a pirate would have on his shoulder. Um, these other ones here are for like the, the, the purple headed Amazons and stuff. They're, they're right. fairly small parrots. Okay. Um, well, hmm. also I had somebody purchase a parrot cage the other day. Really? Yeah. About a week ago. Maybe they're becoming popular again. It very well could be. Um, hmm. well, I'll certainly keep that in mind when I decide to make up my mind, but I'll have to do a bit more research first, but at least I know where, where to come if I need to get like supplies, if nothing else. Yeah, you might try you know, like Magnolia Bird Farm. I think okay. they carry larger exotic birds. Uh, um, 
They're not always open to the public, though. You need to call. Okay, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Magnolia, you you said. Yeah, Magnolia Bird Farm. They're uh, okay. They're over on uh, uh, La Sierra and uh, Colette, I think. I sort of jot that down in my phone. All right, thanks very much. I mm -hmm. think that's it for now. But uh, if, if I need anything, I'll find you. All right. Um, as I sort of saunter back out, like back to the main area, sort of out of the store, I kind of do like a head motion to sort of get the rest, the two of you to sort of, you know, follow me. So I say, as soon as we're far enough, enough away from the store, um, it appears that there were two purchases of parrot care books in the last month or so, which is rather unusual for this place. What was the title? What caused her us? Your, I don't know. Uh, your parrot, <laughs> your parrot and you. A beginner's guide to parrots. Yeah, and, and these books were for the larger parrots, like macaws, that sort of thing. And about a week or so ago, somebody bought a cage. So they, we know that Garcia's bought the cage here. Did they buy the book on the same occasion? What you, was you on that receipt? You did well. Um, yeah, there was a book. You didn't know what it was. You thought it was, but yeah. So yeah, there was and the Follies have it too, right? They also bought this book. Um, like the receipt yeah, match. They, they also bought a book. Yeah. Okay. So. It looks like the parrot shows up and maybe it says, I know where the gold is. And then these people take the parrot in and they need to take care of a parrot and they don't know what to do. And the parrot brings the ghost pirates that shoot them with ice wands. Or, the or just explode them. Like, this yeah. is crazy. What does... <laughs> Well, apparently, according to the Navarros, uh, there's a magnolia bird farm that might sell those types of birds, because they really don't. They just have the supplies and such. And it's not far, maybe two miles from where you Yeah, it's not too far from here, so... Don't hurt to look. If they've, got a, if they've got a dachshund and a chihuahua that they can't account for, then we have a solid connection. Otherwise, we can chalk this off to an eerie coincidence right all right you drive over to magnolia bird farm and it doesn't have a lot of parking in the front um uh the guy had said they're not always open maybe some maybe you need to call ahead or whatever right. uh, but in this case they are open um and you basically walk into an office uh where they have um some books and things like that uh but then there are doors leading out to their aviaries and uh doing a little exploring and and you're welcome to explore you go out there you find like the finch section and they have cages after cage and, and I, we're talking 10 feet high you know these are aviaries 10 feet high five feet wide uh with a double uh double doors so that you can go inside, close the door, and then go inside to the aviary. And they've got finch, and they've got budgies, and they've got lovebirds, and they've got parrots, and they've got bigger parrots, and they've got peacocks, and they've got, um, and obviously they're importers, birds. 
Um, and you see some incredibly beautiful. Actually, when you walk up, there is a uh, there is a round uh, sort of stand with a thing with a parrot sitting on it, a big gigantic blue macaw, a royal blue macaw, big thing. And he's talking. He's talking to the people as they walk. Pretty boy. Don't tell us. The gate is, here's the gate. Here's the way. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably on the drive here, we called in and like Magnolia's been open for 35 years. They've got no, right. they, no legal they've issues. They've been in business for a long time. Yeah. They, yeah they've got a couple got, of locations around the country. They import they're known to be Australia. good with their paperwork about importation and all that. We, I mean, I think we just ask them about the records to see if uh, the Paulies and the Garcias came through here. Um, yeah, they don't necessarily, they don't know who those people are. So if they were one-time customers like you guys walking in right now, they wouldn't necessarily know who you are. But their customers who do come in, come in all the time and they're usually pretty familiar with them. But do they, uh, do they keep record of sales? They keep sales records, but they're not necessarily going to have a person's name. Hmm. Uh, did you at least have a couple of large parrot sales in the last month or so? No. Um, last large parrot sale was a couple of years ago. Um, it was a scarlet macaw. Um, and the, the fellow was a bird fancier, but... You know, he asked a lot of questions. He bought things, but he didn't. Uh, they don't see him except when he's buying food. Interesting. Um, is there is there anything like that? Okay, is there anything here that you might not have yourself that you would recommend people buying from, say, Navarro's if they needed it? From Navarro's, um, no, I don't think they deal in anything like exotic birds. I mean, they've got budgies and they've got stuff like that, but not. Well, I mean, I'm not talking animals, like more like supplies, food, well, cages, the, the, the food is fairly generic, cuddle bones and, uh, and uh, salt and stuff like that. You know, you can get them at most pet stores. Um, they're fairly generic companies that produce those things. Uh, but it's not everybody that can afford a parrot. Parrots are expensive. I think um, I think it's the pet store that's recommending people to hear parrots yeah. and not the other. If you're way looking around. for an exotic bird, but like the like old blue there, and he's not for sale. He's he's owned <laughs> by you know, the people here. But a parrot like that will go for five to ten thousand dollars. I'm not surprised, really, especially if he talks. That is yeah. a pretty penny for a pretty boy. Yeah, and, and cockatoos are the ones that are really, really expensive because we can't import them. And they're uh, huge responsibilities, too. They live for a long time and they get very attached to people. So they're social. They don't like to be left alone. They, uh, they seek out company. Gregarious. So can you imagine... I know this is a funny question. Is there anything else to eat parrot food? 
that you would go out and buy parrot food for if you didn't own a parrot? Oh, I suppose like a a squirrel or a chipmunk. I mean, they eat seeds. Right, but they could get cheaper food. And there's no animal that you'd buy a parrot cage for if you didn't have a parrot, is there? No. Cute parrot cages are round. Their parrots don't like... Uh, I did that in the opposite way. Parrot cages are usually square, big, big ones, because parrots don't like, uh, they, they like corners. They don't like not corners. You they want to I mean? be able to back away into a corner. They want to be able to get, yeah, they feel secure if they can get into a corner. No, I can't think of anything. I mean, but smaller parrots will, will eat the same food, although they have a little bit of trouble with the bigger nuts. If I was going to invest in a, in a, serious bird like this is there a book you'd recommend to read up first oh sure i mean uh we've got we've got a few books um uh tons and tons of uh, books on parrots um are you looking for a, a large bird you know potentially uh it's for my sister she's got mobility issues she's but she's not old she can get her you know it, would be, it might, might be nice to get her a companion i'm just exploring the idea well, this is one of the best books on uh, on large birds. However, if you're if you're you said your uh, sister, your sister, uh, if your sister is disabled, I would suggest a smaller parrot because you know she wouldn't have to. They they're they're pretty mobile. You have a, a cockatiel or something in your house, and it'll mm -hmm. entertain itself and go wherever you it wants to go. And parrots parrots. Parrots can do some serious damage. I'd say if right. if you have a cat and a and a and a large macaw like old blue over there, the parrot's gonna win. The parrot will <laughs> kill that cat. They can <laughs> snap your finger off with a with their that bill of theirs. So just to, to clarify, you probably wouldn't want a large parrot if you have, say, a dog, would you? Well, I mean, they'll get along. I mean, it depends on if the parrot's raised with the dog, the dog's raised with the parrot. And sometimes they get along. Sometimes it's a funny combination. You end up with a parrot that teases the dog constantly. Where's the kitty? Where's the kitty? Or it rings like the phone, or it sounds like somebody's knocking at the door. Parrots can make a tremendous amount of noises. Very articulate. Any, any of these family of birds that have longer thinner bills instead of the sort of short hooky types uh not parrots maybe minor birds uh, minor birds have the biggest vocabulary in the animal kingdom they can talk like human beings so what sort of like so like if any birds that can mimic can mimic basically like anything they hear depending pretty much yeah i mean there's they can do a tremendous amount of different sounds they like higher pitched voices than lower pitched voices. And uh, they, they, once they get the concept, I think of mimicking, they'll, they'll just mimic anything. I had a parrot that uh, used to mimic me talking on the phone and it would, it would chitter chatter saying words. And then it would answer itself saying, because <laughs> it couldn't understand what it was hearing on the other end of the phone, but you could hear it. I mean, because I did see a video a while ago about some Australian, maybe it wasn't Australian, what was it called? A lyrebird, maybe? Lyrebird, kookaburra? Well, no, no, no. This lyrebird could 
legitimately mimicked things like car alarms or chainsaws or mm. things like that. Mm. Birds are amazing. Imagine what it's like in here sometimes. <laughs> I can't. It's probably. But, but they, they only do that behavior when they're content. I mean, if they're in, di in distress, um, they usually don't. They'll just squawk. It's once they've calmed down and normalized a bit that they'll just randomly start talking. Okay. All right. uh, well, you've been very helpful. Uh, Carolyn, uh, let's go and look at those books. Yeah, certainly. All right. So you look through the books. Is the title there the same one? Yeah, you've got the same title there. Um, it just it's mostly pictures and information on how to how to sex them to tell male from female and what kind of food they eat and how to take care of. So the book in both and, stores is more or less big birds for dummies. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the name of the book. So you want to get a parrot. <laughs> I sort of glanced over at you, but they didn't. But the, but the Polly's didn't even have a cage. Where do they have kept it? I mean, I think I think we're in this is a weird coincidence territory. I mean, I don't know where to go look at now. I don't know. Just... I mean, unless there's a rampaging super bird on the loose that turns up at somebody's house, knocks on the door, they let it in, they take it in as their own, and eventually kills them all before moving on to the next victim. I mean, that sounds like a bad Edgar Allan Poe ripoff than anything else. And if, yeah, you're if right. the Garcias and Polis had died the same way, even, we could nibble at an idea. But their, their deaths were radically different. Mm. And I'm pretty sure birds don't make people explode. And we haven't seen any missing dogs. For that matter. Right. But yeah, the, the missing dogs has me confused. Because if it, they had this bird, but then their dogs have gone missing. I mean, unless they, like, if an animal shelter's picked them up, but they have chips now that ID ownership. If they, anything got like, yeah, if they got the chip. So I would think the Polly's would ship their, their yeah, dogs. Yeah, the Polly's would have, would, ship their, would have shipped that dog. The Garcia's, I don't know. Okay. Once again, this seems like a bizarre mystery with some little connections that don't make much sense. But 22 days later. <laughs> on June Seven 14th. Days. <laughs> On June 14th, another incident occurs. Um, you have got to be kidding me. This is at the Torres house. Uh, it was a gentleman who lived by himself. Uh, he is in his bed, and it's as if he was melted like he was made out of wax. Um, he is greasy, gooey, sort of melted bones and all. Uh, and there is evidence that he recently acquired a parrot. Sam, 
Danny from where? Where did he acquire the parrot from? <laughs> Nobody. Well, you check with uh, Navarro's. You check with uh, Magnolia, and they didn't sell a parrot. Um, do an idea roll because I see it's seven twenty-five already. Sixty-nine is a pass. I fail. Me too. Good for I you, have, Smith. I have an idea. All right. Black parrot market. You've got on your wall this map that you keep putting where these things are going on. A little string to connect them. A bunch of newspaper yeah, clippings. Um, like I see these some of the things we haven't completely worked out in our idea, but you seem to notice that there is a centralized area, um, kind of equal distant from the victims' houses. And it's in an older part of San Damiel, an area that is uh, a little run down, but it was once a bit affluent. So they're old, bigger, older houses, but they're kind of run down. Um, it comes up because eventually you discover from Navarro's that there uh, that there was somebody who used to purchase uh, pet food from them uh, for their parrot, uh, but they haven't shown up in a long time. Is this the same gentleman who bought that macaw from? The other place we'll say yeah mm -hmm. so wait wait a minute so this guy gets a parrot dies and then that parrot goes from house to house except gaining entrance into the family then killing people or back to the murdering parrot again but let's go check out this place all right um you get to the address um, the fellow who lives here, his last name is Argyle, or possibly live. And you can tell that the place has not been kept up. When you, uh, you go up there, you knock, there's no answer. It doesn't look like there's been any activity here for a few months. There's stuff in the uh, mailbox. Lots of it. Um, and you can see that at least one of the windows upstairs is broken. Uh, Would it look weather broken or broken from within? It could have been broken by kids throwing a rock through it or something, maybe. And there are no recent records for this Argyle. There's no Nobody filed a, he's not dead or known to be anything. Not that you could find. You can't find much information on him. He's owned the house for at least 40 years. Um, well, I suppose we knock. You knock, there is no answer. Uh, is this a freestanding house? Yes, with a um, fairly large back. around it. Okay. There is a porch. Yard, I assume there is a porch. It's also unkempt. The grass hasn't been cut or anything. It's a lot of dead. It hasn't been watered either. So there's a lot of it is dead. Looks like a creepy old haunted house. 
Um, so you go around behind. Uh, what other? What are the? What do you guys do with the other two? Um, at this point, if we can't get in, I'm probably going to join Bishop at the back. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, if we can't, yeah, I'll go around with them too. All right. So you're both around back. You're all three around back. What do you want to do? There is um, no evidence that anybody's been there for a while. Well, first of all, is aside from the, the yard being overgrown, is there anything else in there that would catch our attention? Like there, statues, decorations, anything? No, it doesn't look like this person would spend much time in their yard. Are there dachshund bones or chihuahua bones stacked neatly by the back door? Do a, do a spot hidden. Uh, 60, I barely made it with my fine spot hidden. No, you don't find anything. And the, and the kitchen or back door is also locked? Uh, it is. And a knocking brings no answer? No answer. Uh, and there's glass, I mean, there's windows, so you can sort of see into the kitchen. Um, it looks like there was food at some point being prepared, but it's black and rotten on the counter. With a little bit of force, is the door more giving to open? Um, do a strength roll. 55 is a pass. Okay. Yeah, you pop it open pretty easily. Well then, shall we? I don't. I don't suspect that uh, Mr. Argyle is going to complain about our looking for him. From the state of the kitchen, I have a feeling he's not in much better shape. Well, let's go inside. All right. You go inside, and it is dusty. It smells. It smells like you know old rotten vegetables. Um, it doesn't smell worse than old rotten vegetables? Well, as you start to move around, yeah, you think you can smell dead. I knew it. I knew now, it. I would, keep, I would keep parrot food in the kitchen. Is there anything like a bag of parrot food that's empty? Uh, there is. Purchased from Navarro's. Is old. Is there a parrot? You don't see a parrot. Is there a cage? Uh, you don't see a cage. I'll keep, I'm, I'm going to follow my nose. Yeah, I'm going to draw a weapon and follow my nose. Yeah. All right. Same. Um, you go up the stairs. You don't find anything downstairs. Uh, uh, but there does look like there's damage to like the stairs going up. Uh, like something broke part of the railing. And the house looks like it's in general disrepair. He hasn't painted the walls or, or anything like that in, in years and years and years. Um, there are, and also, as you get to the top of the stairs, you can smell something very odd, uh, not unpleasant, but um, it kind of smells like one of those stores in the mall that sell um, the pyramids and uh, fortune telling stuff and incense and it smells like myrrh or candles yeah something something like smells like hippies frankincense. Frankincense, smells like hippies maybe. smells like hippies <laughs> um you start walking down the the 
the hallway and you can see that one of the doors down the hallway is smashed open. Uh-oh. Smashed I, into the hall or into the room? Smashed into the hallway. Yeah. I um, put my hand on my gun as I'm approaching that room. Okay. Oh, mine's, mine's not on. Mine's out. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let the two with guns go ahead of me. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah, call out. Gun, Polly, yeah, anybody home? Polly, Polly, anybody home? There's no answer. Um, Mr. Argyle, this is the uh, San Damio police. If you're here, uh, please respond. There's no response. You uh, move forward to the door and you look inside. It's a it's a study, um, rather lavishly decked out. There are books floor to ceiling, um, and the other end of the room looks like it has been. Uh, altered for some occult purpose. Uh, there is an inlaid floor with a circle and some sort of weird symbols in it. Um, there are candle stands with multiple candles that are, uh, some of them are knocked out, some of them are, are melted. Um, there is a tome on a, uh, on a stand in front of it. And there is a, uh, what should I say, um, a, f uh, a sort of, I want to say some kind of dramatic thing. Uh, there is an obvious pattern as if somebody standing there had been obliterated and splattered all over the walls, ceiling and floor. Um, from that particular spot. Um, and when you look closer, you can see little bits and pieces of person, but they've rotted and they've, they're, they've been there and the blood is dark brown. It's long well, I passed time. my sanity roll for this. Slayer. And it doesn't smell so bad. It's mostly jerky at this point. Yeah. And there is a parrot stand. Paristan in the end center of the, of the circle. No, it's just over on that end of the room, uh, near the bookcase. Uh, no parrot on it, and that's the broken window. Odd question: Is there are there any jerky bits in the area where the parrot stand is? Uh, no. So, like, no chance that any human bits landed on said bird. No. In fact, the more you look at it, whatever it is that obliterated Mr. Argyle came from that corner where the parrot stand is. Sheets gun. Okay, guys, please tell me. I'm not the only one seeing this, but it's looking like Mr. Argyle got pureed by a bird? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, uh, Carolyn. Um, what is this book on that's open on the... The book thing? looks like it's in some strange foreign language. Is um, it Latin? I speak Latin. It's not in Latin. Um, <laughs> it's in some very... <laughs> you, don't even recognize, you don't even recognize the characters. 
I took one look at it. Yeah, not my area. Sorry. The uh, the cover too on the book seems rather strange. It's like leather, a bit pale. What kind? What kind of leather? Well, you don't recognize it. You, do you think at first maybe ostrich skin? Um, it's kind of pale. Um, is it human skin? <laughs> well, it's human. If it's human skin, it's been tanned, but it could be. Kind of has that texture. Been known to happen. I have a. I have it seventy-five in medicine. And the dachshund. Demons come we found the dogs. <laughs> we found the dogs at long last. The puppies are okay. No. <laughs> yeah. So we're of course you know calling into the station. We're going to need the whole crew. Forensics. Mm -hmm. uh, and we need so, animal control to find a macaw uh, the, on the loose the parrot doesn't stick around long enough before it wipes it another family why does it wait so long between families oh, no. it's on some sort of table the 7th 29th my mother's birthday 22 days 29th the 14th is only 16 days it doesn't do anything mathematically. And yeah. He... Do um do an idea. Develop an elaborate parrot trap. Forty-four is a pass. Fail. I'm having the ideas today. I have another idea. You're the thinker, um, Logan. You recall some of the things that have been said to you over the last two months by the parrot experts, if you will. Um, parrot won't talk until it's calmed down. Um, and I mean, just common sense. If a parrot was on the loose, it's it's springtime. It's San Damio, California. It's warm weather. It's almost tropical. Um, the parrot's repeating what the men said. Right. There's, That's what I'm thinking. Trees and it. The man he was reading something from this book and the parrot repeated it and then it goes to find a new home and when it comes down to the new home it you're telling me you think this parrot might have been might have been repeating what this guy said and exploding his other families right whatever this guy did he blew himself up and now the parrot is going around looking for food and shelter when it finally gets comfortable it starts talking and it repeats the last thing it heard, which kills them, spooks it, it flies away. Kidnaps yeah. the dogs yeah. and brings them here, apparently. And then uh I'm not sure if that's crazy or just really sad. All right, so how do we track down the spell casting? The sad parrot? thing is that we have to find 18 more of these families before we have enough sand loss to believe what we understand to be the case. <laughs> and, and before we lose enough sanity to understand how the hell do you catch a parrot that could be anywhere in the city sheltered by a family? How do you, does it come back here? Guys, you realize how insane this sounds, right? A 
spell casting parrot. Okay, listen, I'm going to set up a bird feeder at my house, a really big bird feeder with the best parrot food in town and wait there, for it to show up. Well, we can ask Navarro for, or Magnolia, <laughs> like, is there an attractant that will work over a distance? Uh, I'm kind of, I have this idea of like a bat signal for parrots, but maybe there has to be a pheromone component or a food component, or we just get a bunch of small dogs because apparently this parrot also likes small dogs. The only other problem is once we find this bird, you realize we can't, if, if, even if I'm under, I'm going to accept this crazy ass theory of a spell casting parrot. You really think we could, is there any way we could make that parrot forget what it heard? Uh, yeah, with a gun. I was about to say that. <laughs> I hate to say it, but this parrot, this poor bird, can't help what it's doing, but it, we can't let it kill anybody Neither else. Neither can a rabbit raccoon. No. The gray parrot has gray matter, and if we spray that sufficiently, it will no longer say, Whatever is in this book that I'm going to just put under my arm and and into my briefcase for future study. <laughs> Curious fellow. Um, all right. When you go back to, um, I'll I'll just say it like this: If you go back to Navarro's and ask them about parrots, they send you to Magnolia again because they're the real experts. They tell you something rather interesting. Now, first of all, logistically, where this is going on isn't really near where the Magnolia Bird Farm is. That's like on the other end of the city. Um, but they tell you, well, they're surprised. If there is a parrot that is on the loose, it most likely will eventually show up at their place because they can hear the other birds and they're attracted. It's, and they'll tell you it's happened many times. And what they do is they just, oh, they find an empty, empty aviary cage, open it up, put food in there, and the bird lands, goes in, and they just close the door, and uh, they've got themselves another animal. Okay. Then they quarantine it because it could have diseases or anything else. But so parrots could live indefinitely in San Damio if they got on loose, and they've gotten loose before. So we record the bird calls from, excuse me one second. Yeah, we saw him. <laughs> All right. So we record the parrot calls from this place. Then we go to where this parrot is in the other part of the city. And we set up the cage with the food and we play that over speakers and hopefully it shows up. If you tell them about a central location, they'll tell yeah. you it's very likely that he's going to keep going back to his original home, hoping that his master is, is going to feed him again. It'll eventually, okay. I mean, it'll eventually happen. Right. But. So we lay in wait an ambush at the, at house. the Argyle house. Yep. With food and a cage, a very like wily coyote setup to where it goes for the food and then we trap it and then we murder it. Maybe not so wily coyote that we end up falling off a cliff, but more 
like it actually works. If we're going to do this, I probably should be the one shooting the gun. Bishop, I like you, but I had the better scores at the range. Well, I mean, hopefully it's we'll in the cage, honestly. Yeah. They only, they only talk when they're relaxed. It can't be too comfortable, right? We can't we, we can't let us let, let us this bird start talking if I think your cockmamy theory is true. Would you have a better theory than a magical talking bird that kills people? Sad thing is, no. All right. So it sounds like you're going to stake out the uh the Argyle house. Uh, all right. I did a roll to see if anybody had captured the parrot uh, in the in the next week or so, and I failed. So maybe the second week that you're staking this out and got it all rigged up, as you guys are discussing this and, and this guy's library is extensive and he has all sorts of old books and things and definitely he was into some sort of cult or, or not cult but you almost think the guy was like a dnd wizard um uh and you've opened the windows all of a sudden this scarlet uh or rainbow they're, they're called they're both called scarlet or rainbow uh macaw flaming red with multiple colors lands on the uh windowsill and squawks food there's food here um it it flop it it fly flutters down to the ground and it walks macaws like to walk more than they like to fly um so it just starts walking over to where your food is and it uh Picks it up, and cracks the nut. And while, the it, while it's distracted. <laughs> Bang. Do a, um, do a shot. Uh, yeah. It's and not it, head. And it's, and it's distracted. So I should probably get a bonus for that. Yeah. You could walk right up to it. It doesn't seem to be afraid of people. Right. 23 out of 60, that is a hard success. Okay. There is a bang, and there is a splattering of red feathers and blood, and the parrot is dead. And nothing ever happens again. <laughs> I sort of sigh after I do it. I'm sorry, pretty boy. I had to. And oh, I want oblivion. That's that's pretty much the end of it. You figured it out. You figured it out actually after one hour and ten minutes. You started to think something with that parrot. <laughs> ah, Polly wants to let in the old ones. Why? <laughs> yeah. So that the idea was is that the guy had a parrot as a pet, and he was kind of a recluse, and he was basically a, a Lovecraftian wizard. Yeah. And if you've ever played with um, that app where you've got the parrot and it repeats things that you say, yeah. but it doesn't always repeat them the same way that you said them. And so we know what happens in a Lovecraftian spell when you mispronounce the words. So because he, so, so basically whatever Mr. Argyle did that basically blew himself up. No, he as, didn't blow himself up. The he parrot was, blew him up. 
the parent blew him up by repeating what he was saying, but mixing it all together. Oh, and, okay. So because the parent kept mangling what he was saying, right. that's how he got the Paulies and the Garcias. And he then the parent was going from house to house seeking shelter and they take it in and then it would blow them up and it would freak out and leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the, Polly's, eat the dogs first. Uh, the the dogs were either destroyed by whatever it did, or they were eaten by whatever it summoned, or whatever. Mm. Uh, the Polly's didn't have; uh, they didn't want to spend two hundred dollars on a cage, and they just let it roam around the room. And they were there looking. Oh, look at our pretty parrot! And it said, "Cthulhu Stargate." <laughs> <laughs> It is I actually, a rather cute idea for a scenario. I like yeah, that. That actually yeah. really is. I mean, yeah, we figured it out, it out quickly, but this is also basically from a, an outline on a cocktail napkin. An actual yeah. scenario could probably take a little bit longer. Let me go ahead and finish up. Yeah, and I think it's got it. legs. Our players included David Gassaway, Jen Orbitaz, and uh, uh, Morgan Llewellyn with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and post the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.